ownership is all about building on your own success with your own self-discovery. Your life is your business. Take ownership of it. Together, let's unlock the next level of your life. Ownership is here to help lead you without all the noise and the distractions. There are hot topics and lessons in life to keep you entertained, gain value, and even some enlightenment all along the way. Ownership is brought to you by Allison Andrews Cantor, a certified coach and business leader with over 20 years of experience under her belt. A battle-born and proven successful entrepreneur, she is on a mission to help individuals take back ownership of their personal life. So are you ready? Let's go. Here she is, your host, Allison Andrews Cantor. Oh my, ownership. What a huge, huge topic. This one is so important to me because without it, I wouldn't have been a successful entrepreneur and a business owner. And taking ownership of my businesses provided me not only the financial security I needed, but it also provided the life I wanted for my family. But the true lesson of ownership came amongst trauma, challenges, and horrific life events that ultimately are unavoidable for all of us. But what became very clear to me was this ownership mindset of entrepreneurism and business really did transfer into my personal life. Because without having that modality or that mental mindset of ownership, I wouldn't have been able to handle the things that are ultimately out of our control in our personal life that we can't control like in business. You can't fire your husband last time I checked, but I guess you could. Maybe divorce. That's another topic for another time. But ultimately, this tool or this mindset from a business background of ownership really does provide a beautiful foundation for your personal life. When you take ownership of your, let's say, lot in life, regardless if you're happy with it, unhappy with it, find it to be stagnant even or plateauing, when you take that ownership and you say to yourself, I don't like this or I don't want this or this is not good enough or whatever it may be, that's that driving force that actually gets you to get off your booty and make some change or to go seek out the answers or the information that might be lacking in that situation. Ultimately, at the end of the day, when you have ownership and when you have that business let's say, mentality of your life, like my producer Jay said, it's your life. You should make it 100% your number one priority in your business. That is your number one job. But when you have that mentality, you never really are a victim because you can't afford to be. There's no business owner out there that plays the victim. And if they do, it's very short-lived and you never hear of them again. They're gone. That doesn't work. That never works in business. It's more that hero, that fighter, that perseverance, that determination, that grit, that yummy, yummy grit. Oh my God, I love that word. And it's so true. It's that that takes you from mediocre to greatness. And again, it doesn't have to stay in the business world. It 100% needs to come over into our personal life. And I feel if we start all adopting that mentality of ownership. And again, we're not just talking financial or possession. Don't think of it that way. It's just the ownership of what you're creating. This is your life. You own it. No one else. 
Your partner is not going to make it better. There's no one coming to rescue you, okay? There's no one. It's on you. So if you take that ownership of your life and what you're creating and what you expect and desire and want for it, it unfolds. It's incredible. It's like flipping a light switch. I've seen it time and time again with my coaching clients, in my personal relationships. It literally is like flipping a switch. The universe responds. You intrinsically, intuitively, and in your soul respond to that switch too. It's incredible. All of a sudden, you stand a little taller. You take a little more pride in what you're creating. And you feel at ease, even amongst chaos. That's the really cool part of this ownership mentality, is when you own it, the world could be on fire, a blaze around you, and you can still be steadfast. Not saying you're not shocked by the blaze or getting a little burned by those flames, but you can hold your ground and you can be calm. And that, for me, oh my gosh, has been a game changer. And that's why I've created this podcast and the book and ownership coaching because I wish someone would have told me very simply that business is personal. You know that old time saying, Jay, that, you know, business isn't personal? I call BS on that. I think it's 100% personal. Well, when you say personal, is it because it's the client business person mentality or is it because it's your own ownership? I think all the above. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur and you've started anything and created something from nothing, it is your baby, essentially. It's something you created from yourself. It is 100% personal. And then what we're really talking about here in our personal space, not the business space, even though that's my vantage point, is when you have that ownership of your life, it does become like your business. I mean, just think of your household. You run a house like a business. And if you don't, maybe you should. Maybe that's might be where the challenges are. Because you have your finances. You have to pay the bills. You have to keep an environment, a safe working environment, right? A clean one. No one wants to come to a nasty work environment nor live in one. And you have human capital. You have people in your household or animals. They count in my book. I'm all about the fur babies. And they rely on you. And you're responsible for that. But here, here's an interesting step. You bring up some very, 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 very good points, especially from as you're a mom and you have this, this unique standpoint. But what about the kind of stuff of where people don't have the things that you're talking about? You're talking about somebody that may be single, unmarried, no kids. I mean, are you saying that there's a certain way that they have to look at their life as a business and they have to take ownership for whatever they have to do? I know that there's a disconnect, but a lot of people don't do that. So give yeah. us some insight about that. No, I love that. I think that's a great question. So yeah, if you're single, you're in the building stage of your life. If you're just starting out and you've roommates and you're renting, that's a great place to be. You're at the beginning. The world is your oyster. So why not adopt this mentality right now so that as you grow the life you desire and want and add to it, whether that be for babies or a partner or um, 
children even, you have the foundation and the vision, like in business, of what that should look like. And you take ownership of it. So what role do you play in making that create? How are you going to hold those around you accountable? How are you going to hold yourself accountable? That's ultimately what it comes down to. You can't sit back and say, okay, this is what I desire. This is what I want in life. Now somebody else go give it and make it for me. No, you have to own that. What's your role in that? Some people won't, wouldn't, don't see it as the mindset. So is there something that you can, as, as you as this whole ownership is coming along, is there something that your your the goal is to give people? Is it, is it to give them insight or is it to, to, to shed light on something? Because a lot of the stuff that you're saying is, I don't think a lot of people think about it nowadays is that you're people don't own up to things when yeah. shit, go, when things hit the fan, they don't, you know, take ownership for stuff. So is this, is this a mindset that we need to go back to thinking about, or is it just another way of looking at your life as it is? I think it's a combination. I think all of us at some point have amazing ownership over ourselves. I look at children. I look at adolescents. I look at teenagers they own their space pretty well. They are aware of it. Now, that doesn't mean they want to always own up and take that responsibility, but they own their space. If you ask them, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? They say it like a 30-second elevator pitch, like the best of the best. It's incredible. Now, as we get older, things happen, challenges, our voice gets muted, whatever our circumstances may be. But at the end of the day, I think there's a general state of overwhelming anxiety and this overwhelming feeling that people are all united in feeling lately. I mean, look at Instagram and doom scrolling. Everybody has anxiety and making memes about their overwhelm and, you know, life and just the oppression of life. And it's the exact opposite and it should be the exact opposite. Life is amazing. And there's joy to be found in all of it. And I don't know if we need to go back to an old way of thinking and we've just lost it because of current times. But ownership is the start. Once you can take ownership for your life and your responsibility, you're playing it good, bad, ugly, indifferent, lack of, you can flip a switch and start getting to that wellness. You bring up a very good point there. You said joy. Now, may, and a lot of people may, may not know this, but you suffer something that as a parent could be considered just game-changing and altering. Tell, explain how you found joy in that sort of circumstance and, and how it's given you the focus that you have now. Sure. So I think this should probably be another podcast, but I'll, I'll briefly talk about because it it's very relevant. Um, when my son was born at six days old, he had neck rising fasciitis, which is flesh eating disease. And it was aggressively killing him as I watched. Um, long story short, he was in intensive care in critical condition for over two and a half months. So that means every day, not knowing if I get 30 more seconds, a minute, a day, a week, and that was sustained for two months. So you can imagine how exhausting emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, everything, um, and nothing else mattered. So personal care, my eldest daughter, my marriage, my businesses, everything got pulled. My universe became micro. 
so micro in that moment. And despite every hurdle, every traumatic day in and out of the OR and his body literally failing left and right and different organs failing at different days and what have you, I was able to maintain joy and positivity. And I took ownership of that situation. My son needed a partner, a parent that was there to support him and be his voice when he couldn't. He was kept in a paralytic state. Um, He couldn't move, basically a coma. And obviously he was an infant. So I became an expert on my son's condition. I was there for every shift change of the doctors, every round table on my son I was a part of. I knew every single practitioner that laid hands or eyes on that child. And I took ownership of that situation and the role I needed to play in that moment of my life. And in it, I was able to calm myself, calm my heart, calm my mind, find my grounding in that ownership mentality and find joy. And the joy was really simple, guys. It came down to just sometimes his medical staff and having our favorite nurses that day. And it was Tuesday and I knew I'd have, you know, Ruthie. And we'd get to talk about positive things outside of why we were stuck in this eight by eight room that was gray with no windows. Or joy came from the fact that my son, we would pray for pee and he'd do enough ounces that moment. And that was a good day. You know, but we didn't lose sight of those things. And I was able to even see those things because I had my grounding and I had ownership mentality of the situation, not victim mentality, not I'm a mother and my son's dying. And, you know, that would have been easy and that would have been beneficial to no one, not me, not the medical staff and not my son. And the real reason I was there was to aid my son and aid the practitioners that were saving his life, not to burden and not to bring anything but positivity and encouragement and maybe a little defiance. I can tell you I was very defiant. I refused to believe my son would die and I took ownership of that too. And regardless of what was happening, I believed in my soul that we could get through it with his care staff as a team. And we did eventually. But I have been able to think about the word ownership. And I write about this a lot, obviously, in the book. But for those of you who are uh, linguists like myself, some of you might think this is an acronym, but it's not. It's actually an initialism. And if you break down ownership word by word, initial, excuse me, letter by letter. I have some little things that help with this kind of ownership mentality, kind of bring it full circle and make it a little palatable, let's say. So when you think of O, think of optimism. It's critical. You have to be an optimist. You have to know that tomorrow is a different day. And you know what? It's okay to be down. It's okay to let sadness be on you. But that's just it. It's on you, which means it's going to leave you. It's temporary. And it can come on and it can come off. Optimism is absolutely critical. It's a huge tool, especially if you feel overwhelmed. It's amazing what that can do. The W is worth. Businesses know their worth. They know where they stand in the marketplace. 
You need to know that about yourself. You need to know your worth. You need to understand your worth. You have a role to play in this world, and it is very significant. It doesn't matter what the lot is. That has no play on this. Your worth is extremely valuable, and you're huge. Even if you don't recognize it, I recognize it. And in nurturing, I don't care if you're a female, male, I don't care how you identify. We all need nurturing. This is huge. We need to be nurtured, and we also need to nurture others. It's a reciprocal thing. If you can love and nurture others, you can also love and nurture yourself. And you need to be kind with yourself. If you are a parent, you need to give the same love and nurturing that you give to your children to yourself. It's absolutely critical. And experiences for E in ownership. Experiences are absolutely huge. They get you unstuck. They shake up your environment. They open your mind. They open your soul. And they open your heart. Experiences do not need to be five-star and flying to Europe, okay? They can be going to a park that you've never gone to in your community. It could be going to a community meeting that is free with a group of strangers you've never met on a topic that you maybe might have been interested in but didn't know where to start. It doesn't matter. Experiences are what make memories and make our life full and give us a great sense of wellness, It's huge. It really is huge. I'm really big on experiences for all. R is reflection. Just like in business, we have to have our soul meetings. I call them the soul boardroom. We'll do these um, once a month on the website. They're free and it's a soul boardroom. But reflection is huge. You have to give space to reflect um, and recoup and basically take inventory and say, okay, what's going on? What's going on in my life, the behaviors, my surroundings, my relationships, what's working, what's not working. And this needs to be done in an undistracted space, okay? This needs to be meaningful reflection, not just, okay, let me just do a like quick, you know, to-do list in my head of my life and where I'm at. But honestly, sit down and treat your life, your personal life, like it's your business. Do some hardcore real reflection. What are your weaknesses? What are your challenges? What are your strengths? Balance out. Always balance out. What is so special and great about you? That's huge. You should know it. I know mine. You should know yours. And I also know my shortcomings. It's a balancing act, but I'm aware of it. Reflection is really big. And S is service. Service is key. You have to be of service. I don't care what you do. Find your service. It could be your career. It could be your family. It could be your community. Um, you have, to, you have to have service. People who don't have any service have no drive and no purpose, and that's huge. And purpose is connected to service. If you right now are struggling with what is my purpose, what am I here for, what am I doing here, it's because you don't have your service bucket filled. You need to start filling that. It'll help you find your purpose very quickly. It's amazing what you accomplish and the peace, deep sense of peace and joy that comes from service. And like the saying goes, it's truly the givers that get more out of acts of service than the receiver. It's really true. H in ownership is hope. You must have hope, especially in our world. Oh, my goodness. The world is wild. It always has been. Our wild and crazy world right now is no different than any time before us. It just feels different because we're actually living in it currently in the present time. But hope. Hope is everything. If you have children, you understand this. You have to hope for better days for their benefit, right? And even if you don't have children, 
Hope for better days for yourself. Hope is big. The human spirit loves and feeds off hope. I is interdependence. This is a really big one because I've spent decades being super independent, beyond independent, like next level, insanely independent. Like my arm could be falling off and I'd still figure out how to do everything on my own and not ask for help. And that is 100% unhealthy. That is not okay. That's a bad mentality. But we've been in this last decade of hyper-independence. Everyone be independent. Handle your business. Single mom, single dads, co-parenting, whatever you're doing, be yourself. But no, we are interdependent. Humans need humans. Cultivate this and start asking for help, even on really easy things that you don't really need help on. Learn to accept it openly and willingly. Interdependence. Humans need humans. Make those connections. Your your general wellness will vastly improve with interdependence. It's incredible. And very last and not least in ownership is P, persistence. It's everything. If you try something once and you fail, do you give up? That's a huge mark of character. It's a huge mark of just this ownership mentality. Or do you persist and say, okay, great. Let me reevaluate. Let me regroup, just like in business. We do things all the time in business. We have a marketing idea that the director brings to us and the social media team. They say, let's try this. It's going to be great. People are going to respond well to it. And guess what? It could flop. Absolutely flop. What do we do? Close the door on the business. Everyone's out of a job and say, sorry. Okay, it didn't work. So we're all failures. No, we take the challenge. We take the evidence that was presented and we regroup. And we go at it again until we nail it. And the more you do, the better you get. And guess what? No one gets better if they don't fail and don't have challenges. They are amazing. That's where growth happens. If you want growth, you better be trying to fail. Literally push to failure. It's amazing. You hear that all the time. If you work out, if you're a health nut, some of my health gurus out there, you know this. If you're working out and trying to get to that next peak of fitness, you push yourself to failure. This is no different in mental mental ability and ownership, that mental model. So P, persistence. Again, push yourself to failure. Get uncomfortable. Grow. Persist. Accomplish something you thought you couldn't. It's huge. Absolutely huge. So there you have it. There's some of my ideas on ownership of your life. Seems uh, pretty deep. For, for, for somebody that is hearing you and, and, and listening to what you're saying, it's like it, you're, you found a key word for each part of what being ownership is. And it it struck me as I'm sitting here and I'm just the dude behind the scenes, but you know, it it, it brings on a new thing of, of how you need to look at your life in a different perspective. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what, what, what people need to do nowadays is it's perspective. And you're giving this amazing perspective that hopefully will change other people's views and perspectives of what their life is. I hope so. I really hope so. I feel like, Life is so daunting, and the one thing that's consistent in life is change, and most people hate change. Majority of people hate change. Pretty much everyone hates change. Maybe not me, but everybody doesn't like change, and with that comes a lot of adversity, and it's really easy to have a pity party. It's really easy to get beat down. It's really easy to get overwhelmed. I'm a victim of that, too. I get overwhelmed all the time, but if you have a tool in your toolbox like ownership where you can tell yourself, hey, wait a second here, okay, 
Am I taking ownership of this situation right now or or am I letting it run me? Who's in control right now? Me of my life or is my life running me? And just kind of pull that e-brake and go, wait, this is my life. It's my business. I'm taking back that ownership. It's huge. And you've been pretty much nailed what I was going to ask you is what is the biggest takeaway from this? And you did. It's, it's like it's pulling that e-brake and pulling that that emotional like stop and going, hey, you know what? I need to look at this from a different lens. And I think that's what a lot of people don't do because we've become in the rat race society where we're just instantly gratified by social media. We're instantly gratified by what everything is. But sometimes we get caught up in that. And now you're you're giving this idea, this big idea of how you can look at things from a different, completely different point of view. Absolutely. I want you to flip that switch in your brain and go, look, I'm going to become an entrepreneur of myself. (laughs) How am I going to market myself? How am I going to run myself? How am I going to grow myself? How am I going to sustain this? And when you flip that switch and you go from this passively moving about the day modality, let's say, into a driver's seat mentality, a builder mentality, an entrepreneurship mindset mentality of your own personal life, it really becomes quite the game changer. I mean, so much so I wrote a book about it and we're starting this podcast about it because it's had a huge impact on my personal life. And I've done case study after case study, which I say in the book and I share on the website and other resources, but Time and time again, this seems to be the magic sauce. And I just am so excited to share it with everybody and have people start applying this because I want a happy world for selfish reasons. I want to be around happy people, everybody. Come be happy with me. So there you have it. There's my ideas on ownership. And as you can see, we're just the tip of the iceberg here. It's a huge, huge umbrella. And every two weeks, we'll drop a new episode. And the next episode is going to be ownership of trusting your gut. That's a huge one. I really love that subject, actually. And I'd like to thank my producer and my friend, Mr. Jay Brown, for helping me get this message out to all of you. And for all of you, thank you so much for listening and being part of this community. Together, we're going to take ownership over our life and build something great. Please connect with me on Instagram, either at take underscore ownership. Or you can connect with me personally at Allison Andrews Cantor. And now I ask you and challenge you, what's one action step you can take this week to take ownership over your life? If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, and like. Don't forget to join our community by connecting with ownership at take-ownership.com. You can buy the book, become a show supporter, join our monthly soul boardroom, and engage in free strategy coaching sessions with Allison. You can find all this and more at take-ownership.com.